When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. So after having talked about why both millennials and Gen Xers are screwed in the next recession, I hope you guys are sort of seeing the the theme here that that I'm laying out that as a whole, we're all kind of screwed in the next recession, the next and recession is a term I use, but, but that's just a term I'm talking about in terms of, of, economic contraction. In all honesty, I think it's going to be closer to a depression. I think there's going to be many periods of crisis along the way. And there's going to be many sectors that are hit much, much harder than others. And I don't want to make too broad of generalizations and say that everyone's screwed. Uh, As I've talked about, you know, I think that some of the younger generations they have quite a bit to to learn from this, right? They have decisions to make, and it'll be interesting to see which path they take in terms of, of politics, in terms of their own financial choices, but they're not necessarily screwed. Just like not every Gen X or not every millennial, and what I'll be talking about in this video today, not every baby boomer is screwed. They, they We all have chances, and, and as I said, some individuals, some areas, some sectors of the economy are going to be hit harder than others. Another important thing, though, is that this is, I don't think, going to be just a, a United States sort of phenomenon, right? I think this is going to extend even beyond just the Western world, you know, Europe, uh, United States, Canada, you know, what we would consider more more Western, right? Uh, no, I, I think this is also going to include the Eastern world. I mean, this is going to be a global crisis, a global slowdown. That's going to affect uh, powerhouses like China, uh, like India, uh, Russia, etc. Now, some are prepared differently or better than other countries, but but as a whole, I mean, yeah, we're all going to be in many ways in the same boat. And so I want to talk about some of the big challenges that baby boomers particularly face. Now, baby boomers... Eh, like with all generations, there's some disagreement for when a generation starts and when it begins. But roughly from ages, I'd say about 56 to 76, around that, that ballpark, baby boomers. Of course, the, the generation that was born shortly after World War II. Now, baby boomers have been fortunate enough to grow up and live in this post-World War II uh, generation or post-World War II era. And, and financially speaking, that has set themselves up for success, right? Especially on the younger side of the spectrum. Or, sorry, I should say the older side of the spectrum. Uh, they had the benefit of, of entering the job market in the 60s, the 70s, when, when all things considered, I, I think things were much, much better than today. And of course, I'm talking more of the United States than just other countries, but, but they had quite a bit of benefit of that post-World War II era. Uh, and again, here in the United States, the benefit of the dollar hegemony uh, and, and the petrodollar and all of that, that many of us are not going to get as much of a benefit from, if you want to call it that, for our, you know, as large of a period of our lives. They also grew up in the area of, or the the era of 
sort of passive investing as they neared retirement. Now, passive investing is, you know, today we, you think of things like ETFs when, when, when you hear the word passive investing and, and sort of set it, forget, set it and forget it. But in many ways, those types of, of methods are, are not inventing the wheel. They're not even reinventing the wheel. They're very similar to methods that have been used for many decades by uh, financial firms and, and, and investors. It's not all that different than something like a mutual fund when it's when you when you really get down to the details of it. I mean, basically, you're just spreading out investment across various uh, classes or various um, types of, of assets. And I mean, yeah, there's there's some minute differences, but as a whole, it's it's pretty passive, right? And and of course, they benefited from an era of of very high returns, higher than may, what many of us have seen in our lifetimes. I'm talking, you know, 8%, 9%, 10% being the norm with, with fairly low risk in, in retrospect on, on a lot of these funds or a lot of these investments. However, baby boomers also, like basically all of us, lived through the dot-com bubble popping as well as the financial crisis. And many of them will live through this next crisis. And that's where the big problem is. Baby boomers, in many ways, despite all the benefit that they've had in terms of, of high return on investment and, and you know overall economic benefit from, from working and living in the 70s, 80s, 90s, etc., they're still screwed. And I'll tell you why. Baby boomers, like so many others, are counting on specific tools, specific funds, etc., to fund their retirement, whether that's a 401k or an IRA or an annuity or, or something along the lines of mutual funds or, you know, those, that category of more private on the private side of things. But then also there's a large amount of, of baby boomers that are dependent on pensions and social security to, to fund their retirement. And like the rest of us, they're, they're going to be screwed when, when those, uh, tools to save for retirement ultimately fail, which which they will to some extent or another, right? Maybe the 401k, the IRA is not going to go to zero, but it, it's we, we can call it a failure if it doesn't do anything over a span of 20 years or drops, you know, 50% in the span of five years, right? That's that's pretty much an abject failure. And, and they're going to have to deal with that as well. However, the difference here is that unlike Gen Xers, and unlike millennials and Gen Z and every other younger generation, they're going to have far less time and in many cases, far less ability to provide a new income for themselves. Now, you know, one of the interesting things about this, uh, you know, as as these baby boomers do hit retirement age is that more and more of them are are working than, you know, retirement age individuals in the past. Maybe that's partly uh, financial reasons. Part of it's just that that we have, you know, as a whole, I hesitate to say this, but better health. We at least have better health care and better uh, medicine today to, to keep people uh, in that type of shape as they get older. But I think that's going to become the norm. It's going to have to become the norm as we head into this next recession. I mean, again, we're talking about individuals from 56 to 76, most of which, I mean, in that age group could theoretically work. Right. And I think that, you know, as they see their retirement portfolios take a significant hit, 
yeah, they're going to have to find something else to do. They're, again, they're going to be screwed. It might not be a total collapse, right? Even something like a pension fund. You know, I talk about a pension fund going under. You know, my perspective on pension funds is that it is a massive shortfall that we're seeing right now already prior to any massive crash in the stock market or recession pensions are already in bad shape and that's only going to be made worse in this next crisis this next depression and you're going to see a lot of pension funds essentially go under i mean really pension funds have only a couple of choices either they can cut benefits which would be extremely unpopular and potentially illegal they can raise taxes pretty unpopular, especially in ter- when you consider just how high they'd have to raise taxes in order to pay out these benefits, or they can just cancel it altogether, right? But there's a fourth option, which I think is going to ultimately happen when it comes to social security and pension funds. And that is that they're going to get a bailout, a bailout from the federal government. And when it's going to get to the point where there's going to be a large enough amount of retirees a large enough amount of the population, large enough uh, portion of the economy that's going to take a hit because of this massive pension collapse, and you're going to see the government step in and bail out those pension funds. Right? Problem solved. Well, not sort, not 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 really, sort of, but not really at all. Because the problem with that, never mind, you know, the the moral hazard of it, the the moral implica- implica- implications of it. I we're talking trillions of dollars trillions of dollars that the federal government would have to inject in order to bail out these pension funds. Now, I don't know what that would look like if they're going to nationalize them, federalize the the state or county ones or whatever. But the end result of that is a massive increase of the debt, which would have to be monetized. And ultimately, we're talking inflation, right? And so you look at a retiree and you can just pick a number out of the air. Uh, $80,000 is what their pension promises them when they retire. Well, what happens when 80,000 only buys what today would be bought by 40,000? And essentially the purchasing power has been cut in half. I mean, that's what we're going to be staring at. I mean, we're, we're talking trillions of dollars worth of, of debt, which is going to be monetized. That's going to cause a mass amount of inflation. And this is just one area in which this debt is going to increase and, and have to be monetized, Right. And so that problem right there, and then you add into that things like Social Security and and the amount of debt that will have to be monetized to, to pay out those obligations. And we're talking a high inflationary environment. And then on top of it, those that are depending on other options, more private options like 401ks and IRAs and just plain old savings accounts and all that, well, that's going to suffer because of this inflation, especially the ones that are more conservative, bonds, uh, cash, cash equivalents, etc. But also those that are just holding plain old, you know, equities, stocks and, and real estate and their portfolios and whatnot. Yeah, they're going to suffer as well. Right. But again, they're going to have far less time and probably ability to, to increase their income, to reinvent themselves, right? An opportunity that will be afforded to most Gen Xers and, and millennials. And so what I'm seeing happening is, is yes, there's time for boomers to prepare, for retirees to prepare, whether that's moving assets around, finding ways to preserve their wealth, uh, finding ways to, to protect themselves. Yeah. However, you know, as a whole, what I think we're going to see is we're going to see an unprecedented amount of baby boomers and retirees having to work. 
we're going to see them having to find alternative living situations than, than what they would have preferred. I'm talking independent living. They're going to have to do something like live with their kids, right? Uh, you know, multi-generational housing is, is already in, on the rise, but it's going to increase further, I think, in the future. And, and as a whole, you're, you're going to see, you know, quite a bit of poverty, right? You, you, there's already a fair bit of poverty, especially with social security being what it is today in terms of, of not keeping up with inflation uh, among that, you know, the retiree, the, the boomer class. And of course it's greatest generation, the, the generation after that, but I think we're going to see it even to a greater extent here in the future. So that's what we have to look forward to guys. No, but, but I mean, seriously, I, I've talked about this in the past. I know I have a fair bit of baby boomers watching this video. Of course, this isn't at all a, a, a shot at baby boomers or an insult or anything like that. Simply stating it how it is. I mean, yeah, baby boomers as a whole are going to be in the same boat as the rest of us. They're just going to have less time, less ability to, to change it. Right. And that's, again, not a shot at baby boomers. It's just a simple fact that if you're 65, you know, you, you have the benefit of experience and wisdom and knowledge and whatnot, but you're maybe a bit disadvantaged compared to somebody who's 35 in terms of, of reinventing themselves. But again, don't limit yourself, guys. Prove, prove me wrong. I'm not saying that, that it's impossible. Right? There's plenty of time to, to prepare, plenty of time to, to, to uh, avoid, I think, the fate of maybe many baby boomers. But, but I think what's really going to be the, the most tragic point, part of this all is that you know this is, again, generations that have worked for for you know decades uh this is a generation that has um you know thrown money into these different accounts or, or counted on pensions or whatever you know basically that was their retirement plan their entire life and here they are at the end of their you know uh working life and, and heading into retirement and you know i think a lot of baby boomers aren't going to have a lot to show for it and it's going to through, be through, you know, maybe partly their own fault, right? Uh, let's, let's not be too foolish about this all. I talked about this in my last video about how, you know, if give, government is making promises uh, and we end up getting fooled when they break those promises, yeah, obviously the government's at fault, but let's be a little wiser about this all. Let's not get fooled. And uh, I think the same is true for baby boomers, right? I, I don't want to wade into the whole talk about how baby boomers screwed up this country and everything. Um, that, uh, no. But as a whole, it, that is going to be kind of the sad part about it all is that you're going to have individuals that worked very hard for their entire life, upstanding individuals that are going to be left in a very difficult financial position in this next crisis. So on that note, if you enjoyed this video, this podcast, uh, let me know down below in the comment section or leave a review over in the podcast world. Like this video, comment, uh, uh, subscribe if you haven't already to my podcast, my YouTube channel. As always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.